today, um, if you have your Bible here, if you don't have it in the room, you know, don't you don't need to go get it. But uh, I'm going to be reading out of Proverbs, and and for my devos, I follow the same thing that you guys follow, you know, and um, you know, I do I do a Proverbs every day, I do a Psalm, I do a free read. And there was a point that it's like, I'd be doing these things. And I'm like, oh, like, it's like, it's just repetitive. Or it's just, I'm stuck in the motion. It's like, I have to do this. Um, but there comes a point that it's like, I actually, like, I get to do this. You know, because it's like, this is actually bringing me life. You know, and it's like, and I could read the same thing over and over. And it's like, and I can actually get something new out of it. Um, so this came out of my reading, to uh, not today, this came out of my reading this week. And I'm just going to read one verse and it's Proverbs 18, um, verse 9. And it said, One who is slack in his work is brother to one who destroys. Let me read that a couple times. One who is slack in his work is brother to one who destroys. One last time. One who is slack in his work is brother to one who destroys. And I've read that, you know, tons of times. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm not a slacker. I work hard. Look at me, you know. And then, and then, but when I read it this week, all of a sudden I started thinking of all these, I had all these thoughts in my head. And I'm like, man, you know what one saying will, it can describe me or has described me? Good enough. You know, I built a deck a couple years ago. You know, I get the deck, you know, 90% done, 95% done. <sighs> good, good enough. You know what? Is the deck going to fall over? Nope. You know, are the boards down? Like, it's good enough. You know, but there's this, there's the skirting around the deck. You know, and what do I do? You know, I, I cut all the pieces, I put it all on. I don't even secure the pieces, you know, with enough screws. I just put one, I just put a tack and I just put one screw in it. And I'm like, good enough, we're done. You know, but what happens is, you know, over time, you know, my kids run by and they hit it. Or, you know, the snow and then the frost and, and, and moving. So all of a sudden, these boards that I would have put on with one screw that would have been like this, you know, perfectly. You know, I, had a, I even had a level out when I did it. <laughs> but all of a sudden, I just said good enough. And I'm not willing to add a second screw or a third, third screw. So now all of a sudden with people hitting it or, you know, or the snow, you know, filling around it. A couple years later... None of these boards are straight anymore. They're all on like a, you know, 30 degree angle. You can see the gaps. And now that's all you can see. Every time I walk up to the deck, I just see my lousy skirting that I did there because I was, I was too lazy to finish it. My wife is, when are you going to finish that? When are you going to make it look nice? When are you going to get that deck done? You know, I had a, we, uh, we had something on our wall inside of our house. And we were changing the mirror out and we were going to put a different mirror up. And when I was taking it out, you know, it's because I had an anchor in the wall. Well, now all of a sudden there's this little hole. So, you know, I take some mud, you know, I, I plaster it in, I, f I fill it in, put on my two, two new anchors for a new mirror, 
hang the mirror. Oh, yeah, you know, like, you got this nicely painted wall, but I'm like, yeah, there's a little patch. I'm like, yeah, I'll get to that one day. Right now, it's good enough. House isn't falling down. Yeah, I never get to it. Like, all of a sudden, three years later, I'm still looking at, you know, this drywall patch on the wall. Because it's like, I'm not actually putting in the rest of the work. You know, I'm not like, it's like, I'm just like, I'm content to just sit there and look at this unfinished wall. You know, and that's what people make comments of when, when they come in. That's what my wife is saying. When are you going to get that done? And here I am living with this, like, it's good enough. And it's like, and when I started looking at those things, where else am I saying, yeah, good enough? You know, am I saying that with, with my physical life? Guys, I'm not like, I'm not extremely obese, overweight, you know, but am I healthy? No. But do I just say, yeah, I'm, I'm good enough. I can get by. I can walk down the block without, you know, running out of breath. You know, do I say that with, do I say that with my spiritual life that it's like, oh, you know, like I did, you know, I, I, I connected a little bit this week with devos or prayer. Good enough. Do I say that about my recovery life? That it's like, oh, you know, I went to the minimum amount of meetings that I should go to. I did the minimum amount of amount of work. All of this just to keep people off my back. You know, good enough. And it's like, is that actually what I'm, is that actually what I'm living my life out of? You know, just kind of doing this bare minimum. And it's, you know, and, and the book, it's like, there's that famous line. It's like, half measures availed us nothing. And I think it's like, you know, I can I can do 40% of the work. I can do 30% of the work. I can do 90% of the work. But unless I do 100% of the work, it's like, it's still not done. And unless I'm doing 100% of the work, it's like, it's still going to result in failure. You know, because that deck that I, that I built, you're not looking at the beautiful 90% of work that I did. You've just seen that 10%. You know, if, if, if you do 40% of the work, if you do 90% of the work in recovery, if you end up relapsing, does it even mean anything? You know, because you weren't fully committing to it. You know, and, and when, I, when, I, when I started thinking about all these things in my life, I have to keep going back to you know what? I'm not the one running the show. You know, I go back to step three that it's like, you know, I made a decision that God's going to be my employer. That I'm working for him. That I'm not working for me. That I'm not the one running the show here. But what I see in all of that is I see all of these, you know, I see all of these defects of character that are coming out. You know, I see this laziness. I see where I'm slacking. I see where it's like, I want to do that bare minimum. And it's like, that's the, those are the behaviors right there. And it's like, you know, what's the delusion that's driving the fear for me to be be acting that way? You know, well, it's like, I'm full of selfishness. You know, I'm full of like, oh, that's going to take away from me time. 
you know and that's and and it's like if I'm still focused on me time and how am I gonna relax and how am I gonna get my needs met I'm still the guy running the show so that's what I need to be asking God I need to be asking God to remove that root and branch you know fully and it's like in its fullest extent God remove that selfishness I don't want to be the one who's trying to control things. I don't want to be the one who's who who has this, you know, like this selfish behavior, this self-seeking, you know, um, you know, attitude, you know, the, this this uh, you know, you know, this self-pity. Oh, look at all this extra work that I have to do. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm grateful to own a house. And I'm like, and that comes in that I have all this work to do. Like it's like, God, can you remove that at the core? Because I can't take that out on my own. I can't work harder. I can't do enough good things. I can't, I can't do enough on my own behavior. But that's where I need the power of God to come in. And when I invite the power of God and when I'm asking God to remove this, God's the one, God's the one to take those things out. It's not me who can do it. So that's what I want to encourage you guys with today. I, will, I just want to encourage you guys that it's like, you know, is there anywhere in your life right now that you're saying good enough? Good enough. You know, I've been here for a week. I've been here for nine months. I've been here for 12 months. I've been here for two months. It's like, like it's like I'm, you know, I'm kind of getting my senses back. I'm good enough. I can I can go back to life as as I want. Because when I start saying good enough, I'm really taking my my will back. You know, and I'm actually the one wanting to run the show. And to me those are red flags for me. Those are red flags for me because I know that it's like if I'm doing that, am I in the danger zone right away? Maybe yes, maybe no. But it's like at some point I will be. And it's like and I need to I need I need to be aware that like where am I resisting? Where am I just being content? Where am I being complacent? Where am I resting on some good works that I've done? Because if, if I start doing that, then I've started going I've started slipping back. And I need to keep putting that next foot forward, next foot forward pushing towards God because the further I push towards God the deeper I get in recovery the deeper I get in community the deeper I get in the fellowship and the work and the further away I get from a relapse